Hey there, firm owners. I'm Ryan Lozanis, and you're listening to the Future Firm Accounting Podcast, the place where you get one actionable lesson each episode to help you systematize your accounting firm so that you can earn more while working less. Today is a simple episode where I want to share my top three interview questions to help you weed out high performers from low performers in your interview. Crafting your interview questions is arguably the most important part of your recruitment process. Nail this part of your recruitment process and you'll make your life a heck of a lot easier when it comes to bringing on high quality individuals. Do it poorly and you'll surely bring the wrong people onto your team which will cause wasted time, wasted money and headaches. I attribute a lot of my failures in hiring to just straight up bad interviewing techniques, mostly due to poor interview questions. What I learned the hard way is that I was bringing on people who were technically competent but had the wrong attitudes for the firm resulting in them turning over quickly either through dismissal or them quitting. I often share this stat, but a survey by Leadership IQ found that 89% of failed hires failed because they possessed the wrong attitudes for the role and organization compared to the 11% that failed due to not being technically competent. When I read that, my entire interview process changed to focus on attitude rather than skill, and it was like a 180 degree turn where I was hiring great people and keeping them. The big way that you'll assess for attitude is in the interview questions you ask and how you ask them. Let's jump in and take a look at my top three interview questions and why I like them so much. My number one favorite interview question is one that you've probably heard before, but I'll tell you why I like it so much. The question is, could you tell me about a major mistake you made at work? The reason I like this question so much is because I'm testing for humility, the opposite of humble is self-centered and I want to avoid that attitude at all costs as it gave me major headaches in the early days of my firm. So everyone joining my firm and my company needs to be humble, which is a wonderful thing if you can achieve this. A humble person will accept blame and will clearly state their mistake without pointing the finger or deflecting. Someone that can't answer that question or points the finger elsewhere is automatically removed as a potential candidate. The next question I like tests for coachability of the individual. Coachability is incredibly important. Someone who's not coachable will drive you insane. These are the people who you have to repeatedly provide the same instructions to. They might make a mistake, which is fine, so you provide instructions on how to fix that going forward. But even still, they'll make the same mistake again, again, and again. You can't scale a firm with these people. So the question is actually a series of five questions and this comes straight from the book Hiring for Attitude, so I take no credit for this at all. It starts like this, and you need to ask these questions exactly as follows. First question is, what was your previous boss's name, and can you please spell the full name for me? You want the candidate seeing you writing down the name so they know it's possible that you'll reach out to them, of course with their approval. This sets the tone for the next questions because they'll be more honest in their answers. So let's say the boss's name is Alex. Second question is, can you describe Alice as a boss? Here, you're just seeing if the kind of boss she was was the kind of boss the candidate liked or not and what those traits are. Third question, what's something that you could have done or done differently to improve your relationship with Alice? This is a very important question. If the candidate can't think of anything, it means that they can't self-assess themselves, which is a big sign of not being coachable. There's always something you can do to improve. 
all I want is the candidate to answer something rather than nothing. A non-answer is a fail. Fourth question is, when I talk to Alice, what will she tell me your biggest strengths are? This question is less important, but sets up question five, which is, when I talk to Alice, what will she tell me your areas to improve in are? Once again, we're testing for self-assessment to see if an answer can be provided, and if so, they're most likely coachable. Now, no matter who I bring on the team, I know I won't have to repeat instructions. Once again, it's a beautiful thing to have a team full of coachable people. And then lastly, my third favorite question is, could you tell me about a time when you face something really frustrating at work? Again, this seems simple, but what I'm testing for is problem-solving ability. Notice how I'm not asking, can you tell me about a time when you face something really frustrating at work and how you solved it? On the latter question, any person you'll ask will provide a solution. But on the former question, a natural problem solver will describe the frustrating situation and will volunteer a solution, whereas a problem bringer will just identify the problem and not a solution. So here, I'm just looking to see if a solution is volunteered. I don't care what the solution is, as long as they volunteer one. If they do, I know there'll be a problem solver on the team. And once again, since asking this question, this is the kind of people that I have on my team, which is a beautiful thing. I think these three questions should be part of every firm's recruitment process to start landing better quality people at your business. I have plenty of other interview questions like this, along with a 10-step recruitment process that you can swipe to attract and land A players in your firm in my Future Firm Accelerate online coaching program. You'll get the self-paced online courses and templates specifically on this subject, and you'll also learn how you can systematize your firm so that you're working less while scaling up your firm so that you can enjoy more time with your family and on vacation. You get access to coaching when you're stuck, and you'll also access a community of 700 plus members of like-minded firm owners just like you to collaborate with to share best practices. For more information, just head on over to www.futurefirmaccelerate.com. So that's all for today. Hopefully you found today's episode helpful and I'll catch you in the next one. Take care.